Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peak. Hello and good morning. Today happens to be Wednesday, the 18th of December, 2019. We're almost done with this year. It's almost Christmas time. Have you gotten the loved ones that you love something special? Does it matter? This is a question that I have sometimes with the people I work with. You know, Christmas is coming up, you're making small talk, you got your Christmas done? It's always a question you ask, right? So, let's ask another question. At what point are you done buying presents for people? Not just people in general, but like adults. Let's say that in life, you progress as you do, and you have kids, or maybe not have kids, or whatever. You give them presents, and they grow up, and at a certain point, you go, do we just need to keep doing this, or we buy each other some crap that I found on sale that you probably don't like, but, you know, here's a reduced ticket price on it, and I need to buy you something, so, look, here's this soap in the shape of a duck. You like ducks, right? Or, I heard you say something about you have a podcast, so I found this speaker, Maybe you could use it. Something like that. I don't know. We're just These are hypotheticals. This isn't real. None of this has to do with anything with anybody in particular. There's, there's nobody in this scenario. I'm just giving you a hypothetical, okay? <clears throat> now, at what point do you go, okay, I'm done. Like, let's just stop this. You could buy whatever you want. I could buy whatever I want. Unless there's just something that you just happen to see that's like, oh, I got to get that for them. And then, okay, I get it. Like, but otherwise, why don't you just get together and like have a meal, have a conversation, have a day where you just hang out? I mean, after all of it said and done, are you going to remember that crap that they bought you? Or are you going to remember the time that you have together? Now, when it's kids, it's different. I get it when your kids, like, you want to give presents to kids. You want kids to be able to open it up and be surprised and be like, oh, this is so cool. Like, that's fun, right? As adults, we lose that fun because we become jaded by life. We become, um, I guess, seasoned is the right word, by constantly being able to go out and get whatever we want. I mean, if we're able to make money, we're able to go, this is what I want to get. I saved up my money. I bought the one I want, et cetera, et cetera, right? That could be with anything in life. Let's say that your favorite thing is to collect um little tchotchkes of chickens and you got a particular style of chicken you like you only like chickens uh tchotchkes that were made in belgium between 1843 and 1950 maybe that's your thing but then you start collecting these little tchotchkes and then one of your friends goes oh she likes chickens and then she just buys you everything that's got a chicken on it before you know it you got a a chicken can opener and a chicken wine bottle opener and a uh, chicken towel for your bathroom. And you're like, this is not anything like whatever it is. Like there's a thing that you're into, but the conversation is not happening where you go, listen, this is the particular thing that I'm into and don't buy me any useless crap. Like anytime anybody gives you a gift, you're always supposed to be thankful. Thank you for this gift. Thank you for thinking of me. And that's, that's generally the idea, right? And who knows why you have this weird obsession with 
ancient tchotchkes of chickens from Belgium. I don't know why. I'm, again, hypothetical situation. But whatever it is that you're into, everyone feels on board to green light. I need to buy you this every time I, every time I see it. Right? So anyway, this holiday season, do what me and my wife do. We don't buy each other anything. We buy the things we want or need along the way. We talk about it. We experience it together. We share in it. And then on the holidays, we're like, hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I love you. I love you. We'll have, you know, a nice meal. We'll hang out. We'll spend the day. We're adults. We're in a relationship. We've been married now almost 15 years. We've been together longer than that. And there's no part of her that makes me wonder. I wonder if she loves me. I wonder if she thinks about me. I wonder if, you know, whatever. I don't need her to buy me a bunch of little crap that I can just pile up in the corner and have guilt over whether or not to throw away or use or I got to figure out how to use this because she bought it for me. You know what I mean? And adulting is like that. The older you get, the more into adulting you are, the more that becomes a conversation. And I'll be honest, there's a lot of times I see things that I think, boy, there's something that, I don't know, let's just throw this out there that maybe my mom would like, but probably not. Or the other scenario of, hey, there's something my mom would like. She probably already has one. That's usually the case. So anyway, to all the people that are close to me, know that I love you and I care about you. And if you are close to me, you already know that I tell you that all the time. Okay. If you are <clears throat> questioning whether people around you think about you, you'll know because they'll make an effort, right? Through conversations, through texting you, through sending you Facebook messages all the time, whatever it is, whatever your means of communication are. Maybe you're living 4,000 miles away, but if they make an effort, that means they care about you. People are so weird about like what matters and everything, everybody's sense of what matters is different. So it's all about the value system and it's all about learning each other's value system. It's less about the crap. Now, with that being said, it is Christmas. So if you have kids, buy them lots of crap, like fill them up with crap, let them enjoy themselves, have a good time. Don't let it be lost on them, the fact that they have a childhood. Let them enjoy the childhood. Don't introduce them to the internet yet. Like, hold that back as long as possible. I mean, don't raise them to be idiots. You know, don't give them an unrealistic version of the world through, you know, hibernation and isolation. I don't have the answers on that. I don't know the right way to do all that. I mean, we have three sons that are what I call grownish that I, I still don't think we did it the right way. And if you're a parent who's figured it out the right way, hey, please make a video and talk about how you did it the right way and how what you did works because the rest of us are just figuring it out. I'm at the stage now where I got a three-year-old grandson and, you know, I'm always thinking about what's the best way to introduce him to technology. I don't have much control of that. He's not my son. But 
when he's with Papa. I mean, let's face it, I'm putting my life online. Like, I'm videoing my life, I'm making how-to videos, I'm doing a podcast where I talk for a lengthy period of time, twice a week, and there are moments of my life where I wonder, should I be filming this? Should I put this on the internet? Is it the right thing to do? Is this incriminating in some way? Would somebody at some point go, geez, I wish you wouldn't have, wouldn't have posted that? I don't know. My filter is broken a little bit. To me, I see the value system in everything. I see the value system in the precious moments. I posted a video recently of us doing Christmas at my mom's house. And my family sort of gotten used to me doing this. Um, again, I rewatched everything to make sure there's nothing that makes anyone feel bad or shows anything that's not supposed to. And to me, it just looks like a family having a great Christmas and having fun with each other and kids playing. And they had these weird uh, cotton snowball things, and we had a snowball fight in the house. They, they're just cotton puff things, but you could throw them. They throw pretty good. They didn't hurt you if they bounced off of you. They wouldn't break anything if they hit something. And we had a blast playing those things. Those cotton things were probably super cheap. And they provided a whole bunch of entertainment for us to have a snowball fight with kids and grandkids and even grandparents. You know, it was fun. But, but, we're there for Christmas and we're opening in presents. And I could see how somebody would watch it and go, man, I can't believe you put all that online. Look at all that stuff, man. It's all about stuff with you, isn't it? No. This is Christmas with family and kids and grandkids and nieces and nephews and, you know, this is just an experience. One day, my thought process is, one day they'll watch these videos and they'll look back and they'll go, oh my God, look, there's my mom, there's my dad, there's my uncle, there's my aunt. Look how young I was. Or, from an older person's standpoint, they'll look at it years later and they'll go, oh my God, look how cute you were, look, it's so adorable. So, I have a box of videos that my dad gave me, most of which were filmed by my grandparents, by the Peaks. And my granddaddy Peak, to be honest, was ahead of his time when it comes to that. He would have been a YouTuber. I realize that now. Dad and I have talked about this. He loved to record things, and he probably went back and watched them later on. He probably really enjoyed going back and watching them. And... The little moments were never lost on him. And I think that's where I get it from. He always took time to notice, especially what was going on with my life. I don't know if he did it his whole life, but what was going on with me and him, he took time to notice and comment on it. And he appreciated it. And I want to emulate that. I want to be part of that. I want to take that reverence to heart. I don't want to get so caught up in my own crap that I lose sight of that. And I'm guilty of that. I can do that. We all can. But I want to treat the precious moments as precious. It matters to somebody. It mattered to me. I didn't realize it at the time. I realize it now. I'm 45. I have a grandson. It puts things in perspective. 
But anyway, not to get all down and dumpy about that, let's talk about other stuff. This is the Stuff I Heard podcast, by the way. <clears throat> so you can tell your wife, listen, I'm not buying you Christmas this year because Josh says, blah, blah, blah. and she'll be like, who the hell Josh? Anyway, um, let's talk about some stuff I heard. I've been listening to Joe Rogan's uh, recent episode, uh, 1401, with Eliza Schlesinger. She is a stand-up comedian. She has multiple specials on Netflix. Her latest one just came out recently. It's called Unveiled. Um, my wife is a huge Eliza fan, um, which is saying something because my wife generally doesn't care to watch any of the comedy shows that I watch. Um, <clears throat> speaking of which, uh, not to change subjects, but I just watched um, a Netflix special, Jack Whitehall and, and his father Christmas special. Uh, remind me to go back to that. You guys aren't going to remind me, but I'll try to remind myself. Um, anyway, um, she said that this last special of Eliza's wasn't as great. It wasn't as good as the other ones. Like she really enjoyed the other ones. This one, she said it was more about her wedding and getting married and that kind of stuff. And she just didn't, it just didn't click with her, which is fine. Listen, they're all trying. You try to do comedy. You get up there and talk, try to pull magic out of your butt and make people laugh at the unexpected, you know, it just wasn't, this special wasn't for her. So, no big deal. Uh, there are many specials coming out that I want to watch. And you're going to hear about him because they're going to come up. Uh, but anyway, more on that later. Let's talk about Jack Whitehall. I need to write his name down because I'm going to forget. <clears throat> um, Jack Whitehall has a, is a, I guess he's a British comedian. He's got a special on Netflix called uh, Travels with My Father. Jack Whitehall and his dad. And they're funny together. Um, his dad apparently was like a, uh, a, a an agent for superstar Hollywood types. And he as an older man, he met Jack's mother and they had some kids. And so he's an older gentleman and Jack's looks like he's in his 30s. I'm not exactly sure how old he is. But he's a he's a professional stand-up comedian who's known pretty much worldwide, even though I'd never heard of him until Netflix had a special. Now that I've seen him on a few things, he's pretty silly and fun. Um, his comedy's more geared toward British humor, which is, of course, it should be. But um, he has a show on Netflix called Travels with My Father, and they did these episodes where... His dad thought they were going to go on vacation, and Jack would put him in crazy scenarios, doing all kinds of things that would make his dad uncomfortable. But he would see the humor in it, and it would make him laugh hysterically. And so they've made several seasons out of this. And at a certain point, his dad said, listen, I've done enough of this. I'm getting too old to do this. I can't travel like this. It's just not for me. And so they didn't do one this season. They, I, I had assumed that they had finished it, like the whole thing was done. Well... There's a con- there's a Christmas special out, and it's done in front of a live audience, and it's silly and hilarious. And his mom makes an appearance. Um, there's other celebrities that are on the show that just tie it in together. The crew from Queer Eye from the Straight Guy or Queer Eye from the Straight Guy or whatever it's called, Queer Eye, whatever the show is. I don't watch it. Um, these guys make an appearance. There's a guy who's like a Downton Abbey actor and producer and whatnot. He's on there. Um, and it's funny. His dad's got some quick humor and, and they're funny together. 
Um, there's a finale where he talks about during the show, not to spoil it, but he talks about during the show about him wanting to be in the Christmas story of J- Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus and all that stuff. And he apparently wasn't that good as a child, but his his mom uh, really pressured the director to make sure he was in the play. And he's like, of course, if you're not that good, like you end up being like sheep or a donkey or something. There's like a big cast and you could have like 30 sheep. He's like, I wasn't even good enough to be a sheep. They made me an emu. And he goes, you know, if you think about the nativity story, everyone talks about the emu, right? No. So he's like, I've always wanted to redo that scenario. So like the end of the show is him doing a full Broadway production where he gets, uh, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber to write him a song and he gets the guy who did Hamilton to write him some music and he has this grand production with real Broadway dancers and singers do an emu story about the nativity scene which is silly it is self-indulgent and it is hilarious in its own right <laughs> it's offensive in all kinds of ways and it's still hilarious the whole time I'm watching it though I'm thinking God, I wish Burt Kreischer would watch this because he would be like, oh, I'm doing that on my next special. <laughs> I'm doing something like that. I could just see him doing a uh, air guitar in spandex and cowboy boots, uh, kiss, you know, rendition, although he hates Gene Simmons. Um, I could see him doing some kind of air guitar, you know, speedo cowboy boots thing. And making it like a grand production, like a real grand production with maybe real musicians. All I could think of was the production side of this. And how did he make this happen? And how do you convince everybody to do this? And of course, the answer is money. But also, like, it's just silly and funny and fun. So I don't know how the Joe Rogan thing got me talking about Jack Whitehall, but there you go. That's how my brain unravels. Enjoy. Let's talk about uh, some stuff that's... uh, that I've been watching. Okay. Um, and you guys may enjoy this too. Um, the Grinch who stole Christmas, the, the new one it's on Netflix now with Benedict Cumberbatch playing the Grinch. Uh, this came out last year and since it's came out, I guess my grandson's been watching it a lot because my wife was like, Oh, have you heard him watch this? So he can, he can, you know, he knows what's coming up and he likes talking about it and let's watch it. So we watched it last night and it was, it was cute. It's a really cute story. Um, it's a good one for the for the Christmas holidays. Like if you're sitting around as a family, you're like, what are we going to watch? I grew up watching The Old Grinch Who Stole Christmas, and this is better. I, I feel sacrilegious even saying that, but this is better. Um, check it out. Um, on, uh, on Netflix right now, there's a show called Outlander, and I think it's originally on the Stars network. Um, I've never had stars. I never wanted to get stars because nothing really appealed to me in their lineup. Plus the price looks expensive, but the good shows are ending up on Netflix. And I've talked about Outlander before about it being this time travel show. Um, this main character, Claire, she's in Scotland or something. And she touches these, what looks like Stonehenge type rocks, these monolithic rocks. She touches him and she goes back in time. And she, when she goes back in time, she falls in love with this guy. 
Um, before she goes back in time, though, she's married to this fella named Frank. Now, Frank is uh, an interesting character because she loves Frank, okay? But when she goes back in time, she can't figure out how to get back, and, and she thinks, well, I'm stuck here, and she ends up, through scenarios, falling in love with this guy named Jamie, okay? Now, Jamie's this hunky-looking dude. He looks like he walked right off of one of those romance novel covers. He's got curly hair and a big brawny chest, and he's naked a lot. And I mean, if you're a girl watching this, or, you know, if you lean that way, you're watching this, you're like, ooh, and he goes on the screen. She's not unattractive either, which kind of helps the viewer watch the show. Um, but she falls in love with this Jamie, and they have a relationship, and they go through all kinds of things in a time when Scotland is struggling for its identity. The Scots and the English are at war with each other. And there's this whole Jacobite army thing that's going on. And what's crazier is, is there's a British soldier who looks just like her husband, Frank. Now, unlike that scenario, this guy, this Captain whatever the heck his name is, I can't remember his name, is an evil guy. Like, he is the quintessential bad guy. He is awful. In almost every scene that he's in, he makes you want to wretch. That's what a good actor he is. Like he, as the husband, you're like, oh, he's so endearing and so loving and so delightful. And then as this British soldier, he is the vilest, most evil guy that you've ever seen. So the third season has just come out on Netflix and I've watched three of the episodes. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just starting. And I know most of you will probably never watch this show, so I'm just going to go ahead and throw out my idea here because I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just saying it. The show's about time travel, right? And in the end of the second season, she touches the rocks and somehow gets transported back into her normal time and meets back up with her husband, Frank, which by this time she's now looked at his face over and over and over again as the vilest enemy that she's ever come across, the most hated man in her life. Whereas she used to love Frank, now she's there, and Frank still loves her the same. And he's kind and tenderhearted and and everything, and she can't look at him the same. All she can think of is, I left behind the love of my life, which is this Jamie guy. And she has to sort of learn to make a life with Frank because she's pregnant with Jamie's daughter. And Frank finds out the truth from her. He accepts it. As weird as it is, he accepts it because he finds, like, pictures and the clothing she was wearing and all kinds of stuff that that leads him to finally accept it. And he has to be okay with it. And season three starts off with, you know... She's pregnant, and they're trying to figure out how to make a life together. And it goes back, and it shows Jamie, you know, surviving this great battle and and trying to get well and being hunted. And a thought occurred to me because um, this Jamie and Frank character, back when Frank is in the the British Army and he's the bad guy, they're at each other's throat the entire time. Like they want to kill each other so bad. A thought occurred to me like, what if 
I know this is my what if because this is a time travel show, right? You can put any kind of scenario you want in there. Maybe there's a reason this British soldier looks like Frank. Maybe she has an entire life with Frank, and Frank is bitter over the fact that that his wife never truly fell back in love with him, that she loved Jamie the whole time. Maybe he somehow gets angry, hits the rocks, and somehow goes back in time, and he becomes that British soldier. Maybe that's the loop that goes, maybe that's the holy crap moment that you're like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, one of those holy, you know, what if they do that? And if they did, holy crap at the writing, like they would have had to have write this several seasons in advance for this to happen the way it did. And it's going to be a reveal. Again, I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but this would be the reveal that you're like, holy crap, are you kidding me? I mean, one of those scenarios, right? And she has this daughter. Was to say the daughter doesn't touch the stone and also come back as one of the characters that we've seen previously. Who knows? I'm just throwing that out there. Just saying. If you like time travel, you're going to dig this show. Um, plus the main character, the, the woman, Claire, is not bad to look at. Uh, so anyway, onward and upward. Um, Star Wars, the ninth movie. The Rise of Skywalker is coming out Friday, this Friday, two days from now. And I'm excited. They're advertising this as the end of the Skywalker story, even though the name of it is The Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, okay, what? And just like coming up with fan fiction theories I'm curious if it's going to be revealed that maybe Ray and uh, the, what's his name, Kylo Ren, or as his parents called him, Ben, what if it turns out that they're actually related? What if they're brother and sister? What if they're twins and he just didn't know it? Hmm. Could be another twin scenario. Twins do run in the family, apparently, right? If you guys are watching Star Wars at all, you know what I'm talking about going to be fun. I'm going to watch it. I'm super excited. Disney opened up their ride, the big ride, the Rise of the Resistance, and it's having problems, but they're figuring it out. There are videos on YouTube right now that you can watch of the entire ride. It's like 15 minutes long for the entire ride. It's the longest, most integral ride that they've come up with. And I watch a lot of people on YouTube that, that you know, try out the new rides, and they've all said this is by far the best ride they've ever been on. There's a guy called the Tim Tracker. He's on YouTube. Him and his wife just had their uh, son, Jackson. Ironically, same name as my grandson. Um, and they've been making videos after the fact. Um, I guess they took some time off for the baby, which they should have. Um, anyway, he posted a video about riding it for the first time. And it looks incredible. I can't wait to ride it. I think it's going to be really, really awesome. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I can bore you to death with some talk about how I'm trying to hook up my TV uh, to a Bluetooth speaker transmitter thing, but uh, you guys don't care about that. I did make a video about it if you want to watch it. Check out my YouTube, Joshua Peak. You'll see it. It's called Teltronics Bluetooth 
transmitter problems or something like that. And I figured it out this morning. I figured out that the TV's older and that the transmitter works. And if you have a newer TV, you have the outputs for it that it plugs into easily. So anyway, I figured all that out. So if you're interested, you can watch that video. I'm not going to bore you guys with the details. I do want to say um, Christmas is coming up. If you have friends or family that you want to talk to, make an effort, do so. If you've got friends that you know may be single and have nothing going on, invite them over to your house for dinner. Say, hey, don't know if you got plans, but, you know, come over and eat with us. It may make their Christmas. You don't have to get them a present. Just spend time. So that's it. I'm going to wrap this up real short and sweet, less than 30 minutes today. Okay. Um, I am recording this on the bigger camera if you're watching this on YouTube because I didn't want to mess with the camcorder this morning. Just trying out different stuff, seeing how it looks and sounds and playing around with equipment. I knew I didn't have much to say, so it's kind of a win-win, right? Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the bonus episode with Danny McWilliams. Um, we'll do more of those in the future. Uh, I'm not sure if the swap cast is the way to go. I think I may have cannibalized something out of that. But I also wanted to share content, so you guys check him out. And I think you're going to enjoy it. And that's it. Take care. And cue the cow.